The MCU has an identity problem. Over the last year, but you could argue even more than that, the narrative around MCU properties has just not been good. Uh, Mixed reviews for the television shows and mixed reviews on the films. We've gotten some clunkers over the last couple of years, really since the end of uh, the, the prior era. Uh, the first three phases, things just haven't felt the same. And so we're going to talk about why that is, what the strike and everything else that's been going on could do to help this problem and what we think the MCU can do to rise above and become the juggernaut that it once was. Welcome to the Comics Pals. We've got Marco. Yo. We've got Tyler. Yo. And of course, I'm Sean, not saying yo. Come on. Man, gotta Maybe uh, who we got bit. in the chat? We got Boomer in the chat. Huh? I never heard of that guy before. <laughs> well, you can get we can get our yo's from the listeners. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So give us our give us your yo's in the chat. Welcome to everybody. I love to see all of you here with us. It's fantastic. On SummerSlam Day. Glad you guys turned out for SummerSlam Day. I mean, we're not here to talk about SummerSlam. No, no, I'm definitely not here to talk about women's wrestling because we'd be talking about SummerSlam. So, oops. Um, We will be doing something SummerSlam related a little bit later on. We've got a draft plan. We're going to be reading your your comments and questions. We've got a whole show to do. And uh, it's going to be fun. So let's jump right in with the MCU topic. So... Let's talk about the last few years real quick. The last couple of years. I'd rather because not. Oh, MCU. Got it. <laughs> yeah. MCU. Because oh. we we know how the pandemic shut down pretty much everything. We got the first MCU property in that era, the sacrifice, as I like to call it, Black Widow. And Black Widow was a movie that felt like it was too late. It was a movie that felt like it was unnecessary. It felt ancillary. Hmm. It felt like the kind of thing, if it were a comic book, it felt like the kind of thing that would have been like a a four-issue mini that would have been like, oh, this happened in the margins of something that you really cared about. Here's a, a small mini where the creative team we're trying to build we're trying to build up. That's what it felt like to me. It didn't feel like the main course. Whereas the MCU prior to that. Pretty much every movie felt like the main course. It felt like its own special thing that you had to see. Black Widow was the first movie I went to, even the ones I liked or didn't like, rather, where I was like, did I need to even see this? Mm-hmm. You went in theaters to it? Uh, Yeah. Damn, you were like brave in like peak COVID. Yeah. Oh, was that not mid-movie. Was that not the only way you could see it at that time? At that time, it was the only way to see it. You had to right. wait. You know, Disney Plus wasn't um, the one to one wasn't the thing yet. Mm. So yeah, no, didn't they have day and date with Disney Plus at that Did time? They? If you yeah, with, you had to pay Black like Black? extra though. It was a premium. Oh, Disney okay, Plus. maybe oh, maybe I'm I bugging. So. I, it was like thirty bucks, and you could watch it on Disney Plus the same day. We all watched it, I think, because we did yeah. the review. So I guess maybe yep. yeah, maybe I paid it the was. For it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was the start, and then. I don't know. We had Shang-Chi after that. 
it was all right. I don't think that it feels it. I think the biggest issue with phase four was that it didn't feel as big as the prior. It felt like a, a downswing. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody was looking for, okay, we hit our, our high. What's next? Right. And what's next felt like a lot of things that just weren't as interesting as what had come before interesting and not as connected and i think that that's something that people started to realize you had to bank on for the movies is well if i watch this this ties into this piece which ultimately will lead into endgame and um infinity war or infinity war and then endgame whereas i think they haven't set up where we're ultimately going Mm -hmm. like the i think the 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 big bad at the moment right uh I don't know that we've set him up to be the ultimate villain at the end. Like he doesn't feel like the boss battle where Thanos very much did. And since we don't have that, that I remember feeling for me is where I lose some of the interest is where, where's just all going to culminate. And as of right now, it feels so disconnected. It feels like we're not going to get that um, to that end goal because the the way there has been so disparate. We're just kind of like going all over the place. And We've been taught throughout the creation of the MCU that there are there are events to be had later, yeah. and all their eggs are in the basket of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So after Endgame, when most of your core Avengers, the actors are no longer doing it anymore, um, and you don't have your big your other big two yet with Fantastic Four and X Men, like nothing like fully planned yet, uh, it's kind of directionless. Like, all right, we're gonna introduce all these characters, but What's the event? I don't know. Maybe Kang Dynasty, I guess. But it's too far. Yeah. yeah, and I think that the MCU took a unique hit in that sense. So all all uh, movie studios suffered from the pandemic, but not all movie studios have a you know interconnected universe. And when you pushed back one movie or you push back the slate of say phase four that inevitably pushes back the slate of phase five and six and everything else you're doing so whereas it it feels awful right now knowing that you know kang dynasty which is the next avengers movie is not due out until 2026 putting it at almost a decade since our last avengers film wow Right. The last Avengers movie came out in 2019, that being Endgame. That's crazy. So by that time, it'll be seven years. If it if it even releases when they say it will now. Sure. I, I, yeah. I don't know for me that the it being so far down the road for me, I think that makes sense. I think we're used to movies now being that far out because of how the mcu plans it out and how it breaks it out but i think not having and uh, i think uh what was it somebody in the chat mentioned you know not having that avengers film that hurts it because you don't have the places where the connectivity would be um but for me seeing far how far down the road the next let's say event movie is uh, that i don't mind as much as maybe the lack of an avengers film prior but that's what I'm talking about. Mm. That we should be a year, or I think from the original timeline, 
we should be a year or so out on an Avengers movie. But things have been so far delayed that now we're talking about the longest gap between Avengers movies double. It's double the longest gap because the longest gap prior to now was three years. So it'll be double that. That's insane. Even the buildup to, uh, I'm just looking at a timeline. Iron Man was 2008, and then the uh, first Avenger, Marvel, they came out uh, 2012, so like four years even. Even that is a short amount of time, and that was as they were setting up the entirety of the Avengers. There was no Avengers. Hmm. There was there was no Avengers. We got a, a snazzy line from Nick Fury, hey, you want to join the Avengers? But we had no expectation. You know, things weren't set. Now they're set, and I think – and every three or so year cadence for an Avengers film makes sense to me if you have a story to tell. I think if it was if this was like pre MCU back when we were getting you know Blade and Daredevil, like movies like Shang Chi and Black Widow would have been great. But because it is part of an interconnected universe that has an end goal usually for beats, um, it kind of in the context of that, a lot of those movies kind of just felt like eh. And then there's a whole Disney Plus of it all, too, with the, the shows. Whole yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, this crop of movies, we're, we're talking about Black Widow, we're talking about Shang-Chi, Eternals, No Way Home, Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and uh, Quantumania and Guardians. You know, I looked at this slate and I said, wow, this is this is a sleeper. <laughs> like this is not, and I'm talking about before these movies even came out. I'm like, yeah, this is ain't this ain't it. I remember being really excited for Doctor Strange, which disappointed me tremendously. Hmm. Um, Thor Love and Thunder, I was excited for, and of course, Black Panther. But you know, when we look on the other side of these, these these are not movies that lit us on fire. Uh, I stand by Love and Thunder. Uh, you oh, you stand wrong, alone, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think the people who worked on that movie stand for that movie. Yeah, Man, that's, yeah. that's fine. You know, sometimes people got to defend the little guy. I'm going to defend Love, Love and Thunder. It, 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 do that, I guess. But it's hard to look at this slate and then compare it to the prior one where we had such highs and, and think that this is the same people that are making these movies. I mean, it, the prior slate had some of the best Marvel films ever. You're talking about Endgame and Infinity War. Two movies that I think are genuinely tremendous. Uh, you have Black Panther, the first one, mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, Homecoming. Uh, I mean, my God, Civil you know, War. Civil War. These I are also, these are I, strong movies. I also think because of how long in the tooth we are into this connected universe, the over control from executives is kind of seeping into it. So where I think things are losing creative um i guess identity because it has to be so homogenized for what? this that's an extrapolation if i've ever heard one i think there are some outliers like look at james gunn's first guardians that one was a james gunn movie i'd argue the third one is too so they, he got he got some yeah. uh, some some leeway there but i think like uh love and thunder i think uh, uh even like shang chi and black widow they're a little samey a bit but but sh- the reason why Thor Love and Thunder is the way it is is because of what Waititi. 
Mm. Sure. And was it too much of his stuff, or was it a mixture of uh, of studio trying to get him to, to cut back, and, and then it becomes no, muddled? I don't know. No. You're no giving idea. you're you're trying to give him an out. They they did, oh no, they that movie did sucks. the same. <laughs> they did the same thing they did the first the the first time with Ragnarok. They just did it more. And I'm mm. sure that was his agenda. I mean, it's it's his. It's clearly his movie, good or bad. Just like Multiverse of Madness is Sam Raimi's movie, good or bad. Just like Eternals is Chloe Zhao's movie. You know, these are movies that, if anything, my opinion is that they gave these directors too much leeway. Yeah, I kind of agree. No, I think Chloe Chloe Zhao wanted them to fuck on screen. Well, did they, though? Even if even if they had a full blown sex scene, that movie ain't any better. Full on (laughs) penetration in a Marvel movie ain't doing it for you. Nah, Uh -uh, dude. You can see the fingerprints of executives in phase two of the Marvel movies. And that is the point at which Kevin Feige wanted to go. That's the point at which we had the Ant-Man fiasco mm-hmm. with, um, uh, I always forget right. his name. Yeah, who left. Oh, right. So, yeah, I'll definitely give you that. But I don't think you can say the same thing about this this slate. Then maybe what's the, do you, they did, do you um, think the opposite then? Or maybe yeah. they should? Hmm. Yeah. I think... What I'm saying, maybe I'm thinking about it in the TV shows, where the TV shows are a lot of the same stuff, and yes. that feels weird. I think that's probably what I'm. What I'm... Did Did you guys both see uh, Secret Invasion? Unfortunately, yes, or at least I did. Okay. I did too. Uh, and I guess we can start we can start with the TV element by talking about that show, because Secret Invasion is the worst reviewed MCU show at least i'm not sure about project but at least show i believe it's project i think you're right too Mm. of all time yikes and that's the most recent project so the narrative's already bad and it's been bad for a year and then you get this where it's the worst now for me i i don't think it was as bad as people said it was um i don't i didn't find it to be a bad show i found it to be a decent show um there were some some questionable things especially in the last episode that were tough to take but i i don't think it was that bad i don't i don't think it was bad Hmm. sam jackson's barely ambulatory in that whole show (laughs) anytime he has to move you can tell they don't want to show that too much um man is old yo he was i think it's another black widow case you know like too little too late for that for that guy and that character yeah Um, i thought it was boring that show like it just felt like oh god i'm watching cable tv with maybe a little better budget Uh, there are some bright points where, where the actors actually get to act against each other um that i think are good um and i kind of even enjoyed that cgi fest fight at the very last episode yeah I was like, oh, all right. I forgot they have money. Um, Does it? Because you didn't see it the rest of the rest of the season. <laughs> I've I've still not watched it just based off of sort of the poor word of mouth. Um, but does it feel like there's consequence at the end of this? Like like there's a reason that I should have seen this, and this will affect like the whole rest of the MCU because of. Almost the, the weight of Secret Invasion. Oh. It's almost the opposite. It's almost like, oh, we're never seeing these characters again. 
No. What? That's what I got out of it. I was like, all right, thanks for giving us that little seed, but I don't think we're ever touching this again, to be honest. Okay. The answer to your question, Marco, is definitely yes. And I can't say why because I don't want to do spoilers, but there is a thing that happens at the end that, if you think about it, definitely has implications for the rest of Marvel. The oh, president, what thing. the president yeah, that said. Thing I agree with. I meant yeah. like all like the new characters and stuff and oh, all that uh, stuff. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a reveal that's kind of big, but the way they reveal it is very lackluster. I I agree yeah. with you there. I thought I thought the the ending of the show in general, like after the fight, feels very like let's we got to finish this now. Like, we don't have time to yeah. resolve this emotion. And it is nothing like the book. No. Oh, okay. Outside yeah. of a title and that there's green people, that's literally the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the biggest thing that I came away with, and this is what I went into it thinking, is that this is supposed to be a movie. Secret Invasion, the concept is absolutely incredible. Uh, whatever you think about the final product of the event series itself, the idea of that comic um, and the idea of the the inciting incident whereby, you know, scrolls are hiding among people and they're taking people over and you don't know who's who. Imagine five years of Marvel movies with that as the premise. Not now, not every movie has to address it, but like that as the overarching storyline, I think that's money. Mm-hmm. Sean, did you watch Peacemaker? Yeah. They did Secret Invasion better than Secret Invasion did. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I agree. Um, makes makes me think Marvel maybe should have kept James Gunn a bit, but, you know. Well, they should have, but Could be someone else's game here. Yeah. Uh, I think that when you look at the shows, nowadays especially, people pinpoint that as the biggest problem that the MCU has. It's when they started doing the shows and it's when we got overexposed to MCU properties mm. that we started to feel this sort of, you know, whateverness about um the MCU in general. It's fatigue. I think it's fatigue, but I don't see that I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about fatigue. Well, I am not a believer, do. sorry? <laughs> Nothing. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm not a believer in fatigue in this sense. I think when something is good, people will come to it endlessly. The problem that the MCU has is that the projects that we're getting are not as good as the ones we've got. And that feels bad. And when that happens over and over and over again, it's like, yo, what are we what are we coming to the theaters for? What are we sitting down at the television for? The whole last slate of Marvel shows feels inferior to the prior one. The last slate of movies feels inferior to the prior one. How do you have an entire juggernaut of a of a of a cinematic universe where the new, which is all anyone cares about, is way worse than the old? I think I think your point salient on like the quality aspect being the thing to retain a person. Um, it's one of the reasons why uh, One Piece has like a thousand plus episodes because people come back in flocks to that kind of stuff, and it's consistently quality. And typically, 
I think the and some uh, CW Gordon says it in in the chat. You know, fatigue of medi mediocre and crap products. That's where you start to feel the burnout because you have to slog through things. You have to make your way to the end of a story just for the sake of getting to the end of the story. And that doesn't feel good and doesn't engage a person to come back. Yeah. Exactly. And I also think with the TV shows, because they're longer, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. you get a lot more time with these characters, which means there's a lot more room to be tired of them as well. <laughs> it's more time investment. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the initial promise of the shows was that they were going to be, you know, in the margins of the movies, um, offering you tales that they couldn't tell on the big screen for variety variety of reasons, and things that felt like if you watch this, it maybe it'll enhance your experience with the next movie. Captain America: Winter Soldier was very obviously supposed to lead into Captain America Four. It still will. The problem is that the, there's a insane delay between one and the other. Captain America: Winter Soldier was what, or I'm sorry, uh, Falcon: Winter Soldier. Uh, that was 2020, 2021, 2020. Yeah, with the second one to come out. 2020. Okay, yeah. so Brave New World, the next Captain America movie, doesn't come out until 2024, and that's provided there are no more delays. That's four years. Which there are delays. Can't do anything right now. Yeah, there will. Yeah, yeah there will inevitably be delays. Yeah. That's nuts. And that's not necessarily Marvel's fault, but it is something that happens when you do this kind of storytelling. Yeah. I would say it's Disney's fault for not paying their people correctly, which is causing a strike, but. Oh, all right. Yeah. That, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> that too. Um, in the, also in the chat, um, Classy Ulysses says, you know, without Iron Man and Captain America, Audiences aren't coming back. And I find that interesting because I, I hear that take uh, a lot. And I don't know that I don't know that they're necessary. I think they're a marker of a generation of the MCU, but the MCU continues to evolve. And it's to that point, I don't know that we found our Iron Man or Captain America in this newest set of uh films like there is not a person or a character that i've attached myself to because i really like them or i really want to see and care about their story or that has an emotional weight and attachment for me for me it feels like a holding pattern a bit right now yeah um mm. it, and it i think it's i think and um, let me know if you agree with me but i think it is a fantastic four x-men holding pattern you mean I think they not I think they it? see their next big Captain Americas and Iron Man's in something like you know Fantastic Four or you know Wolverine whatever they decide to do with that even though he's in Deadpool three okay yeah um maybe Deadpool they plan on you know taking over one of those mantles who knows you uh, imagine but uh, it it just feels like it's a weird spot right now it feels like a like a weird arc of comics where like the Avengers are off the page. So we got to introduce all these, you know, younger characters. That's why we have, I don't know, a night thrasher comic out, right? But, um, <laughs> this is well, a... go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, uh, well, 
the the problem with that is you know we're supposed to be being introduced right now to the new leaders of the MCU but we don't mm-hmm. see these characters enough yep. um Sam Wilson is I'm not saying this is a fact but I would imagine that he's going to be at least a leader in the Avengers in the new Avengers and we don't see him we haven't seen him in a long time. If they're if they're going to be pushing someone, push them and let us see that. Let us see someone lead a team. This is like the same re- like there's no Avengers right now. So we can't even see that really happen. Right. Yeah. Um like I think Sam's a great character. I think Anthony Mackie does a great job, but it's a very internal thing because of what we've seen so far. Like I want to see him lead a team. I want to see him lead a squad. And I think once you have a leader on the actual not the page, the screen and the and the text as like, all right, this is the guy leading the team now. I think audiences will then start seeing that character as like the new Iron Man, the new Captain mm. America. But they're just not doing. I mean, if you look at the first phase, Tony Stark was in four movies. Yeah, he cameoed like, in everything. In, sorry? He like cameoed in everything too. Yeah. yeah. Like he was around. And so we had a lot of time to sort of develop a, a a feeling for him and, a, and an attachment for him and the journeys of those characters felt very very personal and interesting and there was a need for them to come together not a need that we were necessarily aware of in advance but nick fury told us there was a need we got to have this so what we don't have to have it now no one cares anymore the the, the characters themselves do not care that there's no avengers yeah 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 i i think i think having a team in the meantime is a good short-term solution to uh and you know obviously you want to have the bigger team involved but uh i think that helps to solidify who our leaders are going to be for this next set of phases uh because you'll have let's say anthony mackie will be you know leading a team but I, I like the idea of having somebody having like conflict with him or, or like that number two to sort of push against. And I think that builds a good rivalry. We could probably see something along the lines like that. And the other thing too, and from an actor standpoint, is like Robert Downey Jr., like even though he was in all those movies, like he was the character. You know, he he put his whole Iron Manusi into it. And um now I feel like a lot of those like high tier actors for these roles are being told to like, don't take it. Don't do that. All the people who have done these Avengers things, like I probably wouldn't take that, you know, that long contract again. So then like we have these rumors of like Adam driver, you know, being approached for Reed and he's like, yeah, no, no, thanks. It's, you know, the rumor, the scuttlebutt right now. Um, so I wonder if like, we'll even get anyone at like that caliber again that can do that. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if they if they address that quality problem, people are gonna come back because I I feel like I remember us at, at some point being like oh yeah you know everybody's gonna want to do a superhero movie and there was fact right like there are other actors of name who have gone to other companies just to be able to be associated with superhero films yeah. and I think if uh, if if the quality returns that desire is going to return because it's going to be a bit more lucrative or cachet to be like, Oh yeah, I, you, you start in whatever movie while it was 
shit, but now it's better and now I can attach my name to it. There's a there's a conversation happening in the chat about uh Sam Wilson cap and you know if you need to have seen Falcon Winter Soldier to understand that you know he is Captain America now. Mm. I think if there was no Disney Plus at all, then it's very obvious that Endgame ends in a way that suggests that he will be Cap, and then Captain America 4 would have him as Cap addressing the exact same concerns that get addressed in the show, where he's not that comfortable, he has to figure out a way to accept that this is his new role, and get other people to accept him in the role, and do that in an adventure movie. That is very interesting to me. Why? Because that's a movie driven by a character's feelings and arc. But they handled it already in the show. They already did it. I think the way you say that, it was like, oh, I think I would have preferred a movie, honestly. Of course. Um, every the, the issue was these. everything was it, – it felt like a movie being stretched out, that that series specifically, and a lot of the Disney Plus series, where it feels like they have a script for a movie. They need to fit eight episodes. So a lot of the episodes just feel like, oh, man, this is not enough meat on these bones here. Every single one of these feels like that. I mean, you don't have to have a She-Hulk show – to introduce She-Hulk. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that show, but you don't need it. Moon Knight didn't need to be an eight-episode show. That that was yeah. that was bad. To me, that was worse <laughs> than Secret Invasion. I could I, not get into that at all. I think yeah. the only ones that actually worked with the medium were like WandaVision because it was like a love letter to TV. Um, and like Loki. Loki feels like prestige TV in a way. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. But I don't feel like many of the other ones do. They feel like, all right, well... You have movie guys trying to do TV. Yeah, it's just it's it's really it's really rough. And so recently, Bob Iger, who is the man in charge over at Disney, said that they were going to be slashing spending on movies and shows for Marvel. And I think that that is actually a good thing. I don't think that that has to be a bad thing. I think that that can force Marvel to think outside the box. And find ways to tell compelling stories without relying on an enormous budget that hides the weaknesses of some of these properties. Um, I think that there is a way to tell compelling stories again. And the way to do that, one of the ways to do that is to get away from the shows, do more specials, do the werewolf by night thing. Exactly. Do that a little bit more when it's going to be a show. Make it so that there's really, really a reason. A character who would never get a movie. A character that would never get, you know, uh, a a guest starring role in a film. Or someone you want to build up, but this is the testing ground to do that. A key example that I think worked was Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel can be a great movie. She should have a movie. But that show, not only did I think it was fantastic, Mm -hmm. but I think it allowed them to do a high school character age drama a family piece over the course of several episodes it needed to breathe it felt like a genre of tv yeah um yeah and i think like uh hawkeye is probably another good character where like i think that's the character who doesn't really feel like he can do a whole movie yeah really but if you build his supporting cast with like a tv show or something i thought hawkeye show was pretty good even though kingpin felt a little out of place but and you know what it helps that the shows we just talked about are actually good. Yeah. 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 And But I think the werewolf by night thing is great. It's like, all right, 
You still want to have content for Disney Plus, though. That's the other issue, too. You need to have content for this streaming channel to make people subscribe because it is not making money. <laughs> it is losing and you money. So I think, like, the, 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 the special presentation, I think that's what they called it, right? Something like, like putting those out that are one and done for characters that maybe don't matter, you know? <laughs> Werewolf by Night, who knows when the hell we're going to see that character again? Um, if but, like, all. just do that for fun, and that could drive, you know, subscriptions. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think drive subscriptions, and ideally, if you can get it into like a a rhythm, I think you can get people to even come back. You, you can you can build a cycle for people to be like, oh wait, that's right, like it's X, it's whatever, it's the fall or the summer, and I know that they're going to be putting out a thing. Maybe I'll come back, hop on, take it, and then bounce out. Yeah, and then like use that area to play with you know like some side characters, like Shang Chi's sister. You know, she could have her own thing there. Abomination, maybe a in a ninety minute sort of. Maybe not even 60-minute um, presentation. Be goofy. Yeah. yeah. They can't do things on the shows that they expect people to know. Yeah. That That is just... A, that has to go away. And as much as I like Loki, <laughs> Loki is very important to the grand the, multiverse scheme. So, yeah. to me, people should be able to go watch the movies only mm. and know what's happening in the MCU. Shows like Loki... WandaVision is as good as people think it is. Uh, they necessitate that you've seen them in order to fully understand the property that they're that they're tethered to. Mm. If you if you haven't seen Loki, that means that the first time that you heard anything about Kang was in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. And to me, you're missing some stuff if that's the first time you've heard about him. And then the second time you'll hear about him is once again in Loki, where he's like the primary villain in this second season, and he's all over the place. And if you don't watch that, that seems like it'll be a huge gap. WandaVision, that is a massive problem. People like the show. Some people like the movie, so I guess it's okay. But the fact that you don't have any idea what the hell Wanda's on about in, in Multiverse of Madness, if you haven't seen the show, is a big problem. No. She has kids now? Who are these fucking kids? That's always a crazy surprise. <laughs> Maury. To me, that made that movie... Well, it's not the only thing, but it's one of the things that makes that movie feel like a disaster. Mm. And it's gotta place. be... It's gotta be harder to do this interconnected thing when you gotta worry about two mediums. I feel like that's probably the same. It's just it's frustrating to have to have it be cross like across. But I just mean like you're 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 the director of, of multiverse of madness. You've got a story you want to tell. Or a story that you're gonna tell. And then they tell you, Oh yeah, we got this show coming. And these are all the things that are gonna happen in the show. And you're like, okay. Yeah. You have to address them. Yeah. But you also have to tell your own story and you have to figure out a way to make that all work. Mm. Good luck. And make it good. Right. I need a um, huge whiteboard for that. <laughs> I think that they need to cut ancillary projects. I really do. From the films. And the television shows that are that feel required to view. They got to go. Uh, I also think they need to reevaluate the house style and they need to move away from every movie being a comedy plus mm. that is, is it's tired already. 
Like the movies can be funny, they can have funny elements at times, but they're they're literally hiring comedy writers at this point. That's all they do. Comedy writers yeah. get the most money. <laughs> um yeah, I I I agree. I think I think having it be in some moments less jokey can affect the quality um cuz that's a pretty consistent piece of feedback people give or you know you hear about uh it's it's too it's too comedic it doesn't take itself seriously sometimes and that doesn't necessarily have to be bad but i think it's refreshing to have moments where the gravity of a situation can take hold like yeah. even quantum mania felt goofy and that was a huge battle with Kang, and it and like for what? It was silly. I mean, it was an Ant Man movie, so it kind of had to be goofy. It, I think Kang was the one that was an outlier there, like the the mm. setting and everything. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, I think I go back to Werewolf by Night though. Like that was a its own thing, you know, stylistically, tonally, it was a little funny in places, but it went for a specific feel that I think would be nice elsewhere guardians three i loved guardians three um so good yeah i mean i'd argue the guardians is what kind of caused the jokiness of the mcu um but yeah joss whedon you know being the true the ally person huh a true ally that guy yeah, absolutely uh being the person who did the first avengers kind of set a tone and i think James Gunn came in and really like ramped it up. And then that just became the MCU. And I think mm. with James Gunn gone and Whedon long gone, um, we can do different things. You know, these movies don't have to all be that way. And it wasn't always like that because when you look at Captain America, winter soldier, for example, again, yes, there are jokes here and there, but that's a, that's a serious movie. Mm-hmm. That movie's no joke. Hey, and, and I, then, I, Look at like Black Widow. What if Black Widow was directed like a John Wick movie? You know, instead they had to be a family comedy, right? Um, because it has to all have this. It all of it is like a descendant of Avengers, like an ensemble, little jokey piece. Yeah, uh, which Bro, uh, just play with genre. At at this point, I almost expect like laugh track in the background or something. There's just so much of it. Pipe it in like WWE crowds. <laughs> <laughs> by the way i want to say thank you to everybody that is currently with us watching live listening to us anywhere anytime you guys are fantastic appreciate you tuning into the show for those of you who are watching us live we do a draft as you know every single week but we have to hit a likes goal this week that likes goal is 25 so let's get the likes up i know we can do it we can easily hit 25 and once we get Marco, I don't know what you're doing. I'm he's doing, doing a, five. He's even up doing 52. <laughs> but I don't know which where my screen is facing. You'd be a horrible meteorologist. Jeez. So when we do hit our likes goal, uh, we will have secured a draft. And like I said, we've got a lot of fun things coming uh, as we continue this MCU conversation. I think that individual movies need to be bolder, but not necessarily in their style, in their content. In the sense that I don't necessarily want the movies to be more like, say, uh, Multiverse of Madness or Eternals, where they're very, very uh, of a certain director's style. 
I don't think it's a problem that the MCU has a house style. I think it's a problem that the content of the films are all essentially the same. Like not every movie necessarily has to end with a massive fight scene, mm. a big CGI slugfest, big kaiju battle. Yeah. Right. Uh, the characters probably should go on journeys that feel more personal. Individual movies should be allowed to have things that happen in them that feel like they matter a lot more. I would prefer like a like like imagine like a Marvel movie with like a usual suspects kind of ending, you know, uh, where it's like more psychological and stuff like it. It always ends up being the same thing at the end. Uh, yeah, fight resolution and then happy yeah. happy go lucky days. A great example of what I'm talking about is Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. I enjoyed that movie a lot. I I don't feel differently today. The ending of that movie had an opportunity to be bold. And the boldness would have been to either kill Ant-Man or have him be trapped in the quantum realm. And I thought that that was clear as day. Like, oh, shit, this movie is absolutely going to end with him stuck there. It's a consequence for what they did. Yeah, he stopped Kang for now, and maybe he thinks he's won, so he'll accept being, being trapped. Oh, no, actually, your sacrifice was in vain. I think that would have been really interesting. They did the literal safest thing they could possibly do. It, it feels like a wrestling match where they need both guys to still be over at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hate that. It's okay to let someone have a, a dip for a bit. And, and, and the, it, it sets up that ending perfectly by having him say, I don't have to beat you. I just have to not lose. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or. I, I don't have to win. I just can't let you win. Something along those lines. And yeah. it's also the perfect end to Scott Lang's arc. And it's also for now in line with Scott Lang's character, you know, in the comics. That dude dies all the time. Like, <laughs> that's just part of him. And again, if you don't want to kill him, trap him. But yeah. he should have suffered something. Yeah. Something it almost felt like, happened. oh, our right. big stars are gone. We need Paul Rudd is needed at this point. <laughs> and when are we going to see him again? The next time he's going to be in a movie is probably the next Kang movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So trap like, them. Who cares? You yeah. Put them away. Put them away. Do something bold, but they don't do that. Um. Thank you, uh, Catherine. I, I'm open to the job, but unfortunately, they don't hire people that actively read comics. Mm-hmm. Just AI. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um. Tyler, you touched on the X Men and Fantastic Four element of this early i love touch oh hello sorry and i think there's one aspect of this that i I, people don't necessarily understand which is that they there was never going to be a a fantastic four or x-men movie this early just because of the rights situation so i think especially with the x-men they couldn't do things too soon but we were going to get Fantastic Four next year. You guys know about the bet. Everybody knows about the bet. Still not done yet. Still not done. It's not over, but it's looking pretty bad. The situation bad. is dire. Yeah. Um. So we could have gotten Fantastic Four next year. X-Men, I think, was always a little bit further out. Um. We need something to freshen things up. The Avengers are great. And I think we'd be having a very different conversation right now if an Avengers movie came out this year. But now we need a whole new group of characters. Mm. We need entirely different heroes and villains and things like that. 
and Marvel can't introduce a batch of characters outside of these teams. That's the way to do it. But they're so far out, we're still we, we don't even know who's playing these characters. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz on it this past week for Fantastic Four, but yeah, like I think Marvel should almost do. I mean, the strike and stuff, so it's a little tricky. They should almost just do it now as a distraction tactic, you know? Like, hey, look at look at all this. Look what we got over here. Don't look at Echo coming out that we're not promoting at all. <laughs> oh. But the, and that's and that's an issue. That's an issue is that they can't even they can't cast. You know, nothing can happen. So it's a lot of stall, a lot of uh, un, un unprovoked stalls that have occurred. Yeah. But X Men is that's I would say probably four years out. I, I agree with uh, Amon Perez in the chat too. He says Young Avengers is right there. Like, <laughs> there's yep. your Avengers name there, and I think there's enough characters right now for it that have been introduced. I hmm. you can't that, jump into that right now though. Yeah, there's too much still going on. Like that that is clearly what they've been building towards. It is right there. You're absolutely right. The problem is that they're building to it. It's not it's not ready. I don't think that a Young Avengers movie uh would make sense if it was coming out next year. Hmm. Um I think those characters have to get almost like the blessing of the Avengers or something along those lines in order for us to really take them seriously. But when you look at the landscape right now, movie going audiences, how many of them really know about all those characters? A lot of them are not, they even, they haven't even popped out yet. I, I think uh, for, for some of those characters, it, it's okay to be developed in like the side of TV shows, because, you know, if you're dead, if you're dedicated, it's a, deeper lore and associated still. But then when you come into the movies, right, you, and you don't necessarily have the the background, it could be that introduction on the movie end as well. And that's where it'll be more relevant because they're going to transition over to the Young Avengers. Um, but yeah, I think uh, they've laid the foundation for it. But for that, dude, I feel like we're in like another three phases away from a Young Avengers movie, frankly. Which is not good for having actors, you know. Yeah, yeah. Young Avengers. Yeah. And these you people need to do it 30s. while they're young. Word. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I'm, I'm still a, t I'm still a teen. How do you do, <laughs> fellow kids? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, people saying that Fantastic Four is not easy to do as a movie. Are y'all even asking for a Fantastic movie? Just. Just Big Step Bro, not a name I've seen before, so welcome. Martin Winter, also welcome to you guys. Happy to have you. Um, I don't think that it's that difficult to do as a movie. I, I, yeah. I'm not sure why people say that. I think there's this perception. It's like Superman. I think it's a perceptional issue. There's no reason yeah. why it should be difficult. You have the perfect ingredients for a movie. You got a family that has interesting dynamics. Write it well. And then a host of interesting villains and locations and things to play off of, there's absolutely no reason why you cannot make a quality Fantastic I think people movie. get too stuck on Galactus when it comes to Fantastic Four and, like, Silver Surfer. Like, The Incredibles is a movie that's out that is very good. That's Fantastic Four. Yeah. It is yeah. doable. Also, get Michael Giacchino on, on a score for a Fantastic Four movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Damn, yeah. just, give me, just give me The Incredibles. Actually, again. maybe have him direct it. He did World of My Night, so. In, in fact. What? The Fantastic. Yeah, that's true. In fact, The Fantastic Four 
represents something that Marvel simply doesn't have that I can think of, which family. is a fa- a family, like a, just a, a straight up family. And there are so many interesting stories that you can tell with that, and it's completely untapped. They just have to do it. The first Fantastic Four movie is on the cusp of being good. It's just, you know. <laughs> just dancing around it. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of uh, quality that can come from those things. But when I see, like, these same names, you know, over and over again, these directors that make movies that are, like, all right, you know, yeah. um, get somebody really interesting. But to do the Marvel thing, not to do their own thing. The good directors don't want to do the Marvel things. <laughs> well, really? I don't think so. The Russos. Oh, um, uh, what's his name that does? Um, I always Ryan Coogler. Waititi. Hmm. Those aren't good directors. I think they are, but Rainey. they're kind of doing their their thing. Like I'm, I'm thinking of like, like the guy who directed the Northman or the the the. Uh, Marco, do you know the name of the the two guys for did uh, everything everywhere all at once? They had the same no. name. No. Can anybody tell me how it is that Kale can talk this much when he's not? <laughs> Dude, it's your day off. I thought you were gonna sleep in. Like what? What is <laughs> happening? I don't understand it. I don't understand. Um, I think that, and and this is this is the biggest point I want to make today. Because I believe that the MCU is always one movie away from changing the narrative. One good movie away. I agree. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I think good if, movies. I think if Guardians 3 wasn't being marketed as the final movie, um, I thought it was good enough to kind of rekindle my my interest in the MCU. But it was like, all right, that's this is it. That's all we're getting. So. And, and I think everyone thinks that, you know, that's like James Gunn, like very... Specifically, yeah. I think the na- I think the narrative coming out of that is wow, that James Gunn guy really is something. Um, rather than wow, the MCU is 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 back on track. Yeah, I, I so which is why I would give it like two movies because I thought Guardians was really good, but because it was a finale, it didn't feel like okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm back in on the MCU as a whole. I was in on the story of the Guardians and this director and these characters now they need to bring me back into into the larger mcu fold and that's where they're struggling at the moment yeah and that's why for me i would need two two to the first one to be like oh okay you know what that was pretty good maybe i care again i'm definitely gonna go see the next one now i see the next one it's really good hey you know what i'm 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 back in that's that's an interesting point because when you look at the slate, the 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 most recent you know years since twenty twenty one, Black Widow people didn't care for, Shang Chi people seemed to like, Eternals people did not like, No Way Home people enjoyed, a billion dollar movie if I recall, yeah. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, iffy but let's say people liked it, Thor Love and Thunder people did not like it, mm. Wakanda Forever people really liked it. Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, people did not like it. So we're on like an every other movie type of, of thing right now, and that's that's not working. And I would say that the ones that people really liked, they didn't like so much. Yeah. Outside of No Way Home, but again, that was like a 
That was a, a fan service move. Yeah. So they just need a homegrown hit. Like the Marvels has to knock it out. And then Deadpool has to do it again. Yeah. And then Cap has to do it. And if we get on that kind of track record, we'll be back. Yep. We'll I'm be back. back. I'll be back. I'm telling you right now. I, I, I'll i be back. I'll be you, back. You if do the, the show. Good. Yeah. You guys are going to be. <laughs> well, you know. yeah. <laughs> we'll be there anyway. If the Marvels is good, I'll I'll be back. I think there's a lot riding on the Marvels. Yeah. A Secret Invasion really left a bad taste for that. <laughs> Secret Invasion should have been the Marvels. That's yeah. Captain Marvel too. If not Secret Invasion, then uh, like a Kree Scroll War or something like that. The fact that there was no post credits was bonkers to me for that show. Yeah, like they're, Wait, they're just really? like, all right, we just gotta. Yeah, dude, just... it's. Oh shit! It just it just was like all right, we're good, we're done, we give up. Oh, damn, I want to see it now. Yeah, Dan Trudeau says it right. People still want to like the MCU. I don't think people are done with it. Everybody always wants to talk about, you know, the the bubble bursting or the fatigue or the doomsaying. No, 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 no. People like the MCU. We are not at that point. They want a project to invest in. Marvel just isn't giving it to us. I think Disney royally screwed up with Disney Plus and the way it taught audiences about movies. Yeah. Because I think if you look at their slate within the past couple of years, the only movies people go to in the theaters are Marvel movies for Disney. But with Barbie and Oppenheimer, there are some people still want to go to the movies as well. But you have stuff like Haunted Mansion right now just came out, not doing well. Uh, Little Mermaid did uh, pretty decent. But like their animated movies do horrible now. Because people are so ingrained, like, oh, just wait two months, like, watch it, you know, on Disney Plus. Right. So I think they, they think they screwed up real bad there. That was one of the worst fumbles ever. And yeah. I think um, it's HBO reactionary is still... of the pandemic, but yeah. Yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery is paying the price for that mm-hmm. decision, that, uh, and Disney is paying the price. That was always a dumb decision. They should have held out and waited and not just giving everything up whole hog on a streaming service that will literally yeah. never make a dollar. And then you have yeah. like Paramount who was a little later to the streaming service, but like maybe that worked in their advantage or you have like studios like a 24 that don't put it out in streaming. So like you got to yeah. go to the theater for that. So, yeah. Oh really? I didn't know that. Uh, eventually they come on to, you know, random ones here and there, but there's oh. no plan for that. Sure. <sighs> so, my final thought is that the future of the MCU is in jeopardy if by the end of this saga, the feelings on Marvel have not changed. I hope that the decisions that have been made about these movies already are not set in stone in the sense that I hope that we can get a sort of shuffling of the creative deck on properties like Kang Dynasty, which I believe lost its writer, who was the uh, Rick and Morty dude. I think that's what I saw, oh. but I, I, I'm not one Morty. That's that thing that happens when you die and your body lifts up, right? <laughs> Morty. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but Deadpool is a movie that has a lot of goodwill going in. And will probably be good for the people who like that. Yeah. I, I'm kind of excited for 
cool, to be honest. Me too. I, those those behind-the-scenes photos that I wish I didn't see, but they also made me pretty excited for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm really so the, the, the set that they were uh, at. So I don't want, I want to be as, I want to be as vague as possible. People haven't seen it, but yeah. Uh, Jeff Loveness, Sean, just for reference. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um go ahead. Sorry. My, uh, my final thought similarly is they really need to get these next two movies to hit. Uh, if they don't land, then we're just going to be back to this flip floppy, yeah, that was good. This was all right. I was fine. Like this narrative of mediocrity and the Marvels and New World Order have a lot riding on them. I, I want the Marvels to be good too. Um, I really like, uh, I'm bad with names this week. Uh, Miss Marvel. I think the actress playing her yeah. is great. Um, I, maybe I'm in the minority. I really like Brie Larson. Um, She's not so bad. So I hope she actually gets to be herself in this movie a bit. Um, and show a little character, but yeah, um, it's uh, kind of sucks that uh, Captain Marvel two is the one that kind of needs to hold all this weight, really. And it's unfair because Captain Marvel two, first of all, it's not even Captain Marvel two, and the the reason for that, I believe, is because they don't know if it's a good idea to put the whole movie on Brie Larson again yeah. because of people's perspectives on her. Hmm. Um, but you, they did it to me. It looks like they did the same dumb shit that they did in Shazam too, where it's like, Hey, we have a perfectly good setup for our next movie. Uh, let's not do that. Let's sidetrack onto some other goofy thing. Um, I don't know who this villain is for the Marvels. It doesn't appear to have anything to do with scrolls, which the Marvels ones perfectly set or captain Marvel one perfectly set up. So I'm hopeful that this will be good. I love Miss Marvel. I love Spectrum. Captain Marvel's cool. Um, but there's a lot riding on it. Good luck. Sean, where does Secret Invasion? Is it post or pre-Marvels? Do we know? Uh, I don't have an explicit answer to that, like a factual answer, but I'm sure. pretty sure it's before. Okay. If I had to guess. I wonder if that character at the end of uh, Secret Invasion with Nick Fury shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah good good catch top lane that that's <laughs> you gotta watch out man you say that on a podcast they'll send people to your house to ask you some questions they'll send chris hansen to 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 sit you down <laughs> on a couch and ask you what it is you're talking about on the internet gotta watch it one last thing Do you guys buy the Fantastic Forecasting announcements or rumors, rather? Vanessa, well, we Kirby. know Marco has no idea what the rumors are because he is not tapped into that side of the internet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know that there were. Um, uh, Van- yeah, Vanessa Kirby as uh, Sue Storm. I like Vanessa Kirby. Uh, Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. I've seen four Johnny Storm rumors this week. Jack Quaid was one Jack of them, Quaid but was that one of them, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the guy from the bear, I think, as Ben Grimm is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I saw that. I'm I'm okay with that. That guy's good. Yeah. Who, who's the doctor from um, Doctor Matt Smith? Doctor Who? Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Doctor Who. As, yeah. as Reed. Or did you did you say Doctor Who? As in, like, you didn't know who it was, or? Like, yeah, who? like who's who? the no no like who's the who's that guy from the show? 
Yeah, Matt Smith, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Great in the um, Crown as well. If you haven't watched that show, fantastic show. I haven't seen that. And then a Latino actor, a Latino voice actor for Galactus. What? Horseshit. Total horseshit. Uh, come on. A lat- just no name, no nothing. Just specifically, they're looking for a Latino Galactus. What's that about? What? What? Uh, who would you get? Would for, I get to that? play Galactus? Yeah. I know who I want. Uh, if you want a Latino voice actor? Luis Guzman. Pete. Luis Guzman. Who? Luis Guzman. No, what the hell? <laughs> I just, I would just put Luis Guzman in anything. Honestly, I'm a fan. <laughs> what? No. Javier Bardem, maybe. Uh, I don't know all the rules and regulations of the strike, but I don't see how they could be casting right now. No, they can't. Yeah. I thought didn't the voice actors also go like on strike or something? Yeah. Although yeah, I saw I voice actors like advertising for that new Tiny Toon show, which I thought was a little weird, but there's a new I, Tiny Toon show out. Yeah, it's a university show. They're in college. Oh, oh it wow, looks that's kind of cute, but like, I don't know why the actors were like tweeting about it. I just thought that was like, isn't that against? I don't know. Voice acting is a little different. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So that's gonna be where we leave it for the MCU. It's gonna be a while until we get another project. Uh, the Marvels is November 10th. Damn, so that's soon. Yeah. Is it? It's August, dude. <laughs> yeah, August, September, October. That's two months. Okay, we have different interpretations of the word soon. <laughs> it's like <laughs> next week for me. Oh, well. Um Yeah. So we'll talk about we'll talk about this topic again probably after the Marvels and after Echo if that ever comes out. Um, but I have hope that now Kevin Feige sees like okay yeah we do have a problem and maybe some of the the things that have happened behind the scenes can actually turn out to be good things i'm hoping for that we'll see so if you have enjoyed this show so far if you are into what we're doing we have a lot more to come we got a lot more conversation not necessarily about the mcu a little bit about the mcu a little bit more but First of all, we still have a likes goal to hit. So let's bump those likes up. I don't care if you're listening to me a year after this episode aired. Hit that like button. Let's get it. Let's get it as high as we can get it. No reason not to, right? You like this? Like it. If you really like it, if you're really into what we do here on this podcast, then patreon.com slash the comics pals is the place for you. That is the best way to support and show your love to your boys. And we like to show you love back. We like to give you some bang for your buck. We have a newsletter up that goes out every single week. One from one of us. This week, Tyler ranked the new 52 books, which was insane. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Um, you ever like overeat, like order too much food and you didn't realize how much food you ordered yeah. and you overeat? Uh, that was me thinking, oh, I'll just rank the new 52, and then forgetting it's 52 comics. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, In this the is name. over 30-minute video now. You pretty much get a whole extra episode with just me. Wow, yeah. I have to watch that. Oh, shit, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Um, So you get, you get stuff like that. You get an exclusive show called Palling Around, uh, which is where we talk about whatever we feel like talking about um, for as long as we feel like talking about it, but not as long as this show tends to be. 
Um, you get to vote in the book club poll. DC's Invasion. Yes. Let's go. Thank you to everybody who voted for the correct book, for the correct invasion. Now, I have a question for you, Marco. Uh-huh. When was the first time, mm-hmm. and has it happened yet, that you read DC's Invasion? Sorry? Right. Breaking all the rules. Uh, but there was there was collusion. There was there, collusion. There was collusion. There was lobbying. And nope. so Marco wins this month. That's okay. It's Careful slander. with these accusations, Sean. You might get indicted. These are facts. These are admitted facts. I have I have messages this to prove it. I have documents. Slander. Slander. I, I did everything right and they indicted me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, man. Um <laughs> what you also get though through our Patreon page is a nickname and a so shout out on this show. And so I want to say a very special shout out to the best pals in the universe. Thunderstruck, Rebecca Alejandro, the Hound of Justice, Atomic Hound, and the Red Spiral. And of course, thank you to the Night Stalker, Harris Najinsky. Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Kefis the Incorruptible, with whom I have a bet that I might need to concede, mm-hmm. uh, Momentum Mike Elliott, Starcross Catherine Stars, Dan the Truth Trudeau, Joel Justice, Jalen the Sanguine Sorcerer, Neon Knight the Cosmic Avenger, Super Shanran the Conqueror, and Marvelous Mike and Mackenzie. Thank you all so much. You are beautiful people, and we love you. If you want to watch this show live, you can do that every single Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Polls. That is our show where we review comics. If you want to influence that show and vote uh, for what we read, you can do that in the listener poll, which is on uh, X slash Twitter right now. And uh, let me know if you'd vote for it if it was on YouTube. Let me know if you'd vote if the poll was on YouTube. People don't like Twitter. They don't like X, whatever. I get that. Would you do it if it was on YouTube? Hmm. Speaking of next week, we have an announcement to make. And I want to preface this by saying we're not 100% sure that this is going to happen. It's been agreed to. So we'll see. You know, We'll see. But next week, we have the incomparable Heather Antos joining us on the show. Heather is a very, very esteemed editor who has worked for Marvel, who's done doing the IDW stuff, uh, the, the the Star Trek stuff, uh, worked for Valiant. So um, she's done a lot of great work um, and is one of the most celebrated and uh, res- most respected editors, young editors especially, working in the industry right now. So I'm really excited to pick her brain. Uh, we've only had one other editor on the show, so that'll be cool to do. It's a fascinating conversation. Claire Nap- Napier. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Un- unsung heroes editors for, yeah. for comics. Absolutely. It's a and jack of all trades kind of thing. It's a it's a different perspective as well, like a different approach to to comics. And so I, that's why I really appreciate those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. Um hopefully she's able to still do it. Um and if not, then we'll do something else. But that's the plan for next week. So it should be a lot of fun. CW Gordon, literally the only reason I check slash huge Twitter is to vote in the poll. Please put it on YouTube. <laughs> That's exactly what I was worried about. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, one of the only reasons we still use it. But 
because it only has the poll feature. Yeah, well, the other you know what? I, I, I really appreciate and respect that level of dedication, C.W. Gordon. That's that's really cool. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, let's uh, we've got we've got stuff to do. Let's roll into the listener comments. Let's get into that. Oh, no, 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 no. Real quick. Oh, I wanted to say that we will be having a community event tomorrow. That only applies if you're listening to this live. So if you're not, then you might have missed it. Um, Sunday, August 6th, we'll be having a community event. We're going to hang out on Discord. So you got to be on our Discord server. We're going to play Among Us. We're going to play Jackbox. We're going to hang out, have a good time. Uh, if you want to play with us, that's cool. Patrons will have uh, first dibs on that, and they'll be able to join us on voice chat. But everybody's welcome to come hang out. It's going to be a fun time, 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, we'll do a couple of cool things, too. Like, I've... I've even, I've even been tempted to say like, "Hey, you want to help me make a Baldur's Gate three character?" <laughs> like, uh, if if you've got, we can yeah, we'll throw yeah, the ideas. We've got there. ideas, you know, and we're we're gonna do this more often. So if you have community event ideas, things you want to do, let us know, and uh, we'll see if we can make it make it work. Yeah. I still want to do a community event where we get Sean to play Phasmophobia in VR. Yo, <laughs> I, I I'm down to 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 do that, dude. That sounds like a good time. You guys have you guys don't know me until you've seen me play a horror game. The only person that knows what I'm like when I play those games is Harris. Harris knows all the stuff. So much lore. I've known there. Harris since I was not even yeah. a teenager. So yeah. I've so much lore him. there, dude. Uh Yo. I'm in I'm in Perez. Uh I can hit hide clothes. It would just be on our Discord, so it's not streamed anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we can pick that dong you want penis d or penis e wow yeah you have options <laughs> all right so with that said let's get into the listener comments uh can i do the first one sure yeah gladly it lies in the noggin on the state of the comics industry so last episode uh great in-depth discussion guys a game shit found myself nodding with all the great points and insights. I had to, when I saw this, I had to reread a game shit to realize yeah. he was saying a game. Same. Uh, it, it took me a second. I'm like, oh, a wait, game no, I got, shit. I got, yeah, yeah. I'm like, huh? No, yeah, I got it. A pee foul poop somewhere? <laughs> Thank uh, you. Then, uh, Sidearms Alpha, a new name. I haven't recognized that name before. Um, commented on the same episode. Uh, I was collecting big time in the mid '80s into the late '90s, then I slowed it down when I got into gaming and toy collecting. Once comics started going over three bucks, I pretty much gave it up. It's crazy how they are four bucks or more now. I've seen so many shops close up over the years. Not surprised the industry is on life support now. The only thing keeping shops open are older collectors who haven't given up on the enter entertainment industry. Kids and teens don't really collect comics anymore. They are too they are too much, and kids have other distractions now like video games and smartphones. You got games in your phone? Yeah. There's better value out there. Yeah, I think, I th and I think that's a key piece of the conversation that often gets lost when we talk about how to solve the problems of comics. And if you missed last week's episode, we talked about, we used a, an article from Sketch that discussed retailers' perspectives on comics right now, and it used quotes from them and data points and things like that. It was a great episode. Go check it out if you missed it. But uh, what often gets left out of this conversation is simply the fact that there are way more things now to do yeah. as a as a young person than there were 50 years ago, 60 years ago. It's just a fact of life. Um, and ago. when I can pick up my phone 
and play for free like games that look amazing, you know, and can provide me hours of endless entertainment. I might, and I'm 10 years old, I might not even want to read a comic book. Bro, if I had Fortnite as a kid, right? Like there's like lore in Fortnite, I can play as Spider Man, you know, it's, it's nuts. I didn't read comics as a kid. I read comics when I got to be like 13, 14, 14 years old, I think is when I started. When I started having a job as a, you know, high schooler, like when I had a little bit of money on, on the side, that's when I would start reading comics. Yeah. I, I just, there were too many things for me to do back then. Like my aunt and uncle tried to give me comics here and there. And I was just like, okay, cool. But I want to play Spider-Man on my video game, on my Sega. Not on, not on, I don't want to read it in a, in a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Next up. Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, it's a good point, and I think uh, for for the price, you're you're just not going to get the same entertainment. Uh, Dave Lother two four nine nine on also on the same episode, insightful discussion. Buying more comics instead of trades now. This is because Dawn of DC is the best line, is the best line has been since Rebirth. Marvel stating some of their series. Uh, our four or five parts means that I'm getting to I'm getting those two. Uh, boom, Dark Horse do that well too. That's interesting. I I always thought people seeing a number of issues for a miniseries would turn them off. I I like that it tells me how many because mm-hmm. then I know what I am like investing in, as opposed to you know I I, I they announce it at some point. In my head, I always thought about it as like oh people want to just keep reading something you know. They want something that, you know, they can stick with for a while. But maybe that's not the case anymore. Maybe it is people are looking for those, you know, bite-sized morsels more so. Well, based on what we discussed last week, we learned that a lot of these Marvel minis that are aimless haven't been selling at some of these retailers. So um, I think it's a problem that they continue to do it. But in this particular case, like, if the mini has a point, then sure. But if it doesn't have a point, I'm out. And a lot of people are making that decision as well. But Dawn of DC has been a big win. Mm-hmm. It's been doing really well, seemingly. Um, I want to address listener comments real fast. Yeah. Uh, just that big step bro says, I'll be there for that. New to the channel. Just watched your World War Hulk draft. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, do come out. It'll be a lot of, we're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow. Um, and then have y'all discussed any invincible news or opinions on the new trailer? Yeah, we did that last week. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it looks good. Looking forward to it. Excited. Yeah. Season one banged. Next comment. Uh, that'd be from Sanji on the same episode. Uh, I love indie titles more than the big two. I love looking at a book, seeing the cover and taking a chance. That's kind of what got me started on all this. Walking in a comic shop with zero clue of what I was doing and just picking something up that looked cool to me. It's crazy how this industry is and how everyone experiences it so different. I think that's an interesting point that like everybody's experience mm-hmm. with comics is sort of different. Yeah. Like our approach to books, what we'll buy, what we won't buy, how you read, um, how you read it. Yeah, yeah. Like the idea of walking into a comic shop with zero clue of what you're doing is not intimidating to me. And it's not intimidating to some people, but I think it, that uh, is not something that a lot of other people feel comfortable with. A lot of women and girls don't feel comfortable doing that for reasons that are obvious and make sense. Um, if you want to know why, listen to our interview with Claire Napier. She really broke it down well. Um, 
but then also some minorities might not feel as comfortable because you're walking into a space that's generally predominantly white and you don't know how that's going to go. Um, and people who are just anxious in general, it feels so intimate. It's different than walking into Best Buy. I watched a video the other day that Tyler shared of, of his LCS owner talking about the shop. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. If I walked into a comic <laughs> book shop and the owner was like that, I'd walk out. That's why I like going to Midtown. I don't have to deal with anything like that. One yeah, of my first show that when I sent you. Yeah. <laughs> one uh one of my first experiences going into a shop, uh, I remember I like I was asking a question and the guy who whoever he was like, you know, putting back issues away or whatever, and he was upset that I would didn't know what I was looking for or kind of like frustrated by it. And it turned me off to the experience that I I didn't end up going uh, back to one for like another year or so. Um, That's horrible. Uh, and it being one of the first times I was at a at a shop. One of my first local comic book shops, I couldn't even be in too long, in too long because it was full of like cats and smelled like cat piss. Ooh. Um, and I'm allergic. So like I was like, all right, get my books and leave. That's yeah. your LCS for you. Yeah. Yep. And the last question. Oh. Uh, Manny on the Discord. Ooh, giving us a a question. What is everybody's, what is everyone's most anticipated book of the year right now? Let's uh, do two. Two? Yeah. I, I have my answer. So I'm excited for the Ultimates, number one, or whatever that's going to be called, like the next thing after Ultimate Invasion. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be super cool. And then Transformers number one, oh. uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. That's his next project, and yep. it's Transformers. That's an easy, clean way into Transformers comics, which I've never read before. Can't wait for that. Same. That's actually one of mine. Uh, I want more robot artwork from uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. He does really good stuff. And I think... Yeah. Um... Honestly, a vicious circle three. I wanna, I wanna see how all of that wraps up. I'm very excited for. Uh, Good luck if that's coming out this year. <laughs> fingers crossed, dude. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Transformers for me for sure. Um, I kind of want to get my hands on a distillery book. Oh, nice. I want to see what that's like. Yeah. The Devil's Cut. Yeah. 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 I know there, there was a, a like a sampler at a San Diego Comic Con. The Devil's Cut. Uh, yeah. It's coming out in stores. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just, I just want to like. I think I might go get that physically. I still have to go to the. I think I might go today. I need to pick up Sacrificers number one in physical. I haven't. So, I do this baby right here. <laughs> oh, did you like it? Did you like it, Marco? Yeah, it was good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Look at Marco. I mean, he Yo, I, he only bailed I, last minute, so like he probably read it all already. <laughs> I I did, dude, yeah. and I was so frustrated. I I bought it and I read it, and I'm like, yeah. okay, I can't make it now. God, Marco with the physical comics. I I was in the office. I'm just like, you know what? Let's go for it. Let's do it. When I when I worked in a, in an office, physical comics were fun. They were conversation starters, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I invited one of my coworkers. I'm like, we went to go get uh, Cuban food because it's a Sophie's right next door. So I, it's usually my Cuban and comics. Is that your newsletter? <laughs> it could be a YouTube channel, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I like that. Uh, gods is another one. Joel oh, Justice yeah, gods, shouting out yeah. Gods. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, Mike saying looking uh, forward to Transformers. That's awesome. Well, 
you. Um, and uh, excited for Sean Murphy's Zorro comic. Classy what? Ulysses. Yes. That's going to be sick, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. A Zorro book? That's cool. Mm-hmm. I am interested in seeing uh, Salomon Ahmed's Daredevil, too. I think Daredevil always puts people like their A game is usually on Daredevil. So I'm curious to see where that is. And that's Aaron Cooter, too. And I'm a big Aaron Cooter fan. Stop myself. <laughs> Let's, uh, you know what? Let's have a little fun. Let's have some fun. Mid show fun. We have the draft coming later. That's going to be a great time. Have we hit our goal yet? I think we did, right? Did we? Uh, not no. yet. Well, Ooh, not yet. What's shy, going on? You guys are slacking. Shy one. Wow. I'm shocked. Come on, we could do 30. Why are we? Come on, get us over the hump. Um, I want to play a game. In honor of SummerSlam being today, which Tyler and I, at the very least, are excited for. And if you're excited for SummerSlam too, let us know in the chat. What's, what's that, Tyler? You're not excited for SummerSlam? I think, it's, I think the card's a little light, personally, for a SummerSlam card for me. Like in terms of the match quality? Yeah, I don't know how they don't have a U.S. title match. Like I think on some, like on on the big four, every title should be defended. But that's a me thing, I guess. Okay, unfortunately, this is not the this is that's not, not the, yeah, the show to discuss this full blown wrestling <laughs> discussion. Otherwise, I was ready to jump in. But the wrestling um, pals, dude, I've been dying to do it for fucking six yeah, years. You do that, I'm gonna go get water. In that case, can you talk about your wrestlings? Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead. We're going to introduce what we're going to do next. Oh. Uh, we are going to, in honor of SummerSlam, put together our card for SummerSlam. But there's a catch. We are going to use comic book characters, and we are going to book them in the wildest gimmick matches that we can come up with. That's what we're going to do. Oh, God. I just came up with the worst one ever. We're... We'll, so SummerSlam tonight is eight matches. You want to do eight? Can we do eight? That's okay. too much, I think. You think it's too much? Six? Five. Five. Five? All right, five. 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 Yeah. We'll do five. We don't, it's not each of us have to come up with five. It's us collectively. Oh. We're we are the collective booker. Oh, then we can do eight. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's do the eight. So and we they have I, to be all gimmick matches, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the gimmick doesn't have to be something that outrageous, but like, you know, just just have fun with it. Okay. All right. Can I go first? Yeah. All right. I'm I'm gonna say it's gonna be Wolverine versus Cyclops on a Gene Gray on a pole match. <laughs> Wolverine's second dick on a pole. No. <laughs> His detachable penis. It's gonna be like that. Uh, it was like WCW where somebody was like on a on a forklift. Was it Jeff? Was that like a Jeff Jarrett match or something like that? I forget. But it's just Gene Gray up there. Jean Grey in a shark, a shark yeah. tag, a shark cage. Or it was like a custody of Dominic Mysterio sort of thing. <laughs> Jean Grey versus uh, versus Madeline Pryor for the custody of Cable. <laughs> That's Undertaker versus fake Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I want I want a Jason Todd match. And I want to pair him. Who can we pair him with? A... Uh, uh, a bratty, annoying person. Like from Marvel, like a teenager. A bratty, annoying teenager. Bratty, mm-hmm. annoying teenager. There's, I feel like there's a uh, Kitty Pride. Amadeus Cho. Kitty Pride. I don't know. How, well, Amadeus Cho's kind of annoying. 
I actually find him pretty annoying. We have inter- intergender wrestling in our promotion, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of like a celebrity death match where we're, what we're doing. <laughs> so Kitty Pride versus Jason Todd. Yeah. I'm with it. I mean, he's going to lose. What kind of match, though? Are we, are we talking like a no DQ, false count anywhere? Is this a hardcore match? Uh, a, parking lot. Parking lot brawl. All right, parking we just lot had one brawl. of those on Rampage last night. Yeah. Yes, yes, so you absolutely. Guys, you guys are throwing out terms. I thought... I, I thought I was lost, and you start throwing more terms. Like what? These Park, parking lot? lot? That it's Marco, what it that's is, where what it uh, people like. park cars. Oh, you just have a fight in a parking lot? Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, Aquaman <laughs> versus Namor in a hottest guy lamest power fight. <laughs> lamest. That's rude. Those are cool powers. I'm sorry. I, ha- I mean, come on, dude. What do you want me to tell you? I, I do have. It, it's not. It's not. It's not. Lamest power. It's hottest guy. Lamest power. So maybe someone has a lamer power, but are they that hot? Mm. All right, maybe, maybe. Yeah, come on. Gotta- oh, Jason Todd it. versus Winter Soldier in a cemetery match, boneyard <laughs> match. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, I have one. Okay. Niles Calder versus Professor X in. Possibly the worst gimmick match ever. Oh. A stairs match. <laughs> Yo, that was Sorry, so that was, that was funny. A little, a little that was much, pretty good. A little much. Hopefully, yeah. everybody can accept that Tyler is just joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that we have some I dark don't want to see a stairs match. Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty. That was where uh, my mind went first. <laughs> Do can do we do like sexy fights? Can we do like fire and versus ice? You want a brown panties match, don't you? That's what I, I was gonna say. We could do yeah, like like black cat versus catwoman in a brown panties match. Ooh. But obviously, you know that would never happen. Blah blah blah. But yeah, well, because they're of his comic dreams. book characters. Sorry, because they're comic book characters. Right. Hmm. I want Punisher. Versus Mad Dog, oh, um, in a in a supermarket brawl, <laughs> as, as ground level as possible. I want that shit. Yeah, I want that. I want Constantine versus Doctor Strange in a battle where they're both getting as high as they can. And they're going to see what their magic can do when they're as high as possible. Who can do the cooler magic shit? High as high. As <laughs> no hell. DQ on the astral plane. Battle? No DQ on the astral plane. There you All go. Right. Oh, no. I feel Harris, like Harris is going for horny matches. Don't read those. Jeez. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Harris said big Barda versus Titania in a corset match. Is that a match type? What type of match is that? <laughs> That's not a Harris. That's not a match type. You're just horny. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's not the point of Bonk. this game. Bonk. Wait, uh, who's another? Who's another? Uh, old. I'm thinking Aunt May. Granny goodness. Want Aunt May, Granny goodness. Who is the better? Who has the bigger it. wagon? Oh, the bigger dump truck. <laughs> if you guys are going too horny with me. Dude, I'm not horny for Aunt May. Let's not even get that weak those wheat cakes. Um <laughs> Granny goodness though, she might, yeah. Um She's packed. I'm thinking of uh 
Oh, geez. Oh, I got one. Um, a la the Vince McMahon uh, uh, match. It's going to be Daredevil versus God. <laughs> <laughs> what? Actual match that happened. Vince McMahon versus God. And it was uh, portrayed by a spotlight that would follow everywhere. No oh, way. It's true. It's totally true. And you know totally who won? That. Not God. God. No. <laughs> Yo, that's so yeah. funny. I love wrestling. That's so stupid. I love it. I love it. Um, elongated man and uh, 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 redoing the Katie Vick. That's just that's just awful. May nineteenth. Thankfully, thankfully, most people won't even won't get that. Uh, Aunt May versus Aunt Harriet. Who's Aunt Harriet? I don't know who that from, is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who that character is. Um, MJ versus Barbara Gordon in a water wrestling. <laughs> boy, oh boy! I didn't realize what what we were starting in this chat by by doing this game. I didn't realize this would become the horny hour. Jesus Christ! Nick, Nick Fury. Fury versus Miranda Miranda Waller, <laughs> Amanda Waller, in a casting competition to see who can get a good show. Yeah, well, I think Amanda Waller won, right? Because she was, oh no, she, she wasn't on Peacemaker, really. No, she, she was. was. She was. Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she won. Nick Fury's out. Mm. What, are, what are some like really good like Hell in a Cell men? Who, who would that be with? Hell in a Cell. Oof. Um, Demon versus Hell in a Cell is a giant cage that is uh that has a top, a ceiling to it, so you can climb the cage and fight on top of the cage. With only the ring and whatnot below you. Oh shit. And people have fallen through that to the ground. You never seen the man Undertaker throwing mankind off the top of the cage? What? You gotta oh my god, Marco, you gotta see that. You are the most uh, surprisingly pop culture like illiterate person. Like <laughs> these are things I feel like in my mind are like staples of American pop culture and like you just never heard of it. I'm like, what? No idea. So I've got, I've got one. Black Panther, Green Lantern, you know, John Stewart, Blue Marvel, Spectrum. You know where I'm going. Oh, it's a her business. Black, a black battle royal, because there can only be one black character. It's true. So we're gonna get rid of all of them and we're gonna see who comes out on top. Only one at a time. Yep. Yo. And that's how we'll open the show because you know that black people got to go first. <laughs> hey, openers are usually the ones that go 100%. So, yeah. Got that shit right. That's an NXT oh. rule there. Uh, Legatus Vave said Quicksilver versus Flash in a time limit match. <laughs> a one second, one second time limit. That would be harder yeah. to watch than a, a Fiend Hell in a Cell match live, I think. Oof, rough. Blacklash, the pay per view. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm with that, chill. I'm with that. <laughs> Jason Todd and Damian Wayne versus Miss Marvel and Daredevil in a tag team match in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> That's so random. Oh man! All right, I think we've I think we've gotten it out of our system. <laughs> Flash Thompson, Steve Lombard, High School Hall. <laughs> Just duke it out in the fucking like by the locker rooms. Uh, Riley, I don't know how Marco has never seen that. I, I don't know. I, I question things like that a lot with Marco. 
Marco Thank you guys for this. participating in that. Yeah. Marco so doesn't even see the script from the, for the show until yeah. two minutes before we go live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we go live, I'm fixing my camera, and he's like, oh, this is what we're doing this week. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Oh, boy. Okay. So we had our fun, and we're going to have more fun a little bit later on with the draft, but we do have some news to do. And by the way, if you are watching SummerSlam tonight, tap into our Discord server. I will be there. I'll be, you know, pushing messages out during the show if you guys want to chit-chat about it as we're watching it. I'm totally into that. So if you'll be there, join our Discord and come hang out for that. Uh, We got a Loki trailer, Loki Season 2. Mm-hmm. We got our first official, you know, full-length trailer. A uh, nice chunky two-minute trailer. Did you guys catch this? Yeah, uh, looking forward to it. I have been excited for Loki. I really like the show, and I've been ready to see how stuff plays out, especially where things got kind of left off. Um, and what was what was the movie that he popped in? Um, oh, uh, multiverse. Uh... Is that the end of the multiverse of madness? I don't even remember, to be honest. The, whatever it was, there was definitely a moment. Uh, it was like an extra bit at the end for one of the, the films. Um, and it, I want to see how this continues to play out for him because I'm curious about what the TVA all is and how that connects. Yeah, that was the uh, Quantumanium post-credit. That was essentially ah, a clip okay. from this season of the show. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's right. Um, I thought it looked fine. You know, I like Loki season one. Um, it felt like it was actually made for a TV show yeah. and the way it was paced out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then we have Kihei Kwan in this, too, who I'm a fan of. So cool to see him in this. Mm-hmm. They're setting up that Loki's, like, displaced in time, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, kind of felt like uh, Across the Spider-Verse or the Spider-Verse stuff, you know, when they're, they're glitching a little little bit. bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and it feels like weird to say but like the reverse of last season where like last season they were chasing the variants mm-hmm. and everything else now loki's the one who's displaced and he's all over the map so i really like that um they the first season felt like it had appropriate stakes for a show yep and i think that that was one of the things that i really liked especially that last episode which some people didn't like as much but i did because I felt like the show did a great job of establishing like the TVA clearly matters. And Kang is here. And these two characters, Loki and Sylvie, in this moment can change the course of history one way or another. And that I thought was super compelling. I'm excited to see how they build on that. The consequences of the decisions that they made. And the Kang of it all. We do see Jonathan Majors in this trailer. Yep. You know, there was conversation about that. Um, how would people feel about seeing him? How did you guys feel about seeing him in the trailer? Mm, I don't know yet. I, I need to see how it plays out. Um, I I was down on the character because of Ant-Man. And so to see him here, it feels like, Oh, he's like he's been brought down a peg where he he became this movie villain, but really he it was a wet fart and actually he should have stayed a TV villain kind of thing. If that makes sense. I mean, 
leaving out the whole Jonathan Majors of it all, which is yeah. his own thing. Um, I'm kind of with you. Where like, I thought he did a good job as Kang in a movie that didn't deserve him acting that well. <laughs> um, and then the, the the state of where he ends off in in Quantumania, it's just like, all right, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, and then the post credits with like Victor Timely, I was just like, oh, all right, it is a little confusing. Um, the other characters, the the rest of the ensemble in Loki is what I'm actually interested in, like Sylvie and and Mobius, Mobius. Mm-hmm. Um, they look fun. Ravana, yeah. The 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 characters in the cast, I think, like our our crew is really, I think, uh, fun to follow. So that's gonna be the thing that grounds me more so than Kang and his story at the moment. I wasn't bothered by seeing Majors. Um, you know, we still don't know the fullness of what went on. Um, you know, the trial this week was delayed. He showed up for trial and it was delayed. So, um, there's still ongoing stuff happening with that. And I think Marvel's perspective is, Hey, we filmed this show. We're not going to not release this show. We're certainly not going to recast for the show. If people are cool with majors being on it. And seeing him, we'll let this play out until a court tells us that this is a bad dude. At which point, I think they'll have to make the decision to get rid of him. But um, until he's judged in a court of law, I think they're cool with using him. And um, I wasn't bothered by that. If the show's good and he's good in it, I think that will change the narrative. Whereas with The Flash, I think that was different because... Whether people remember this or not, very few people liked Ezra Miller as the Flash, even in Justice League. Like that was a lesser popular uh, performance. And there was video evidence of Ezra choking out fans. So like, right? There's yeah, enough exactly hard evidence to be like, oh, this this dude ain't he ain't oh they ain't it. You know, it's but, uh, it's indisputable. Like you yeah. can't whether you want to argue about whether he put. Uh, bullets and babies' mouths, or whatever else that didn't get like criminally proven. We know he choked a woman. We know that, and we know he harassed a fa- uh, a, a couple they, at a bar they. or whatever. Or I'm sorry, geez, they. Yeah, my bad. Um, we know that they did these things. So, yeah, to your point, I think you're you're absolutely right. With majors, it's still up in there. Marco, mm-hmm. saw flash running down there. I saw you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's also a podcast, Marco. It's the new dance. It's the new dance move, dude. Say all the people, all the people at the club are doing it. Oof. I I'm very much looking forward to this show. I think this will be a palate cleanser after a few bad runs or not so great runs. Um, October sixth, so not too long to wait. A couple months out. Did you say a couple weeks? I said nice. Oh. <laughs> Reception of time I mean, is it, very it, it is a couple. It is a couple weeks. It's more. It's a couple months. No, it's not. October is uh, three weeks, four weeks away, five weeks away. Oh wait, we're in August. Yo, Marco, get some sleep after the show. Recharge, what is buddy. <laughs> you're you're burning the candle at both ends. You need a little break. Eight, eight, eight weeks. Eight weeks. That's not bad. It's been eight weeks. It's been. Dude, that's Top. like. A, Top lane says we also know they went into a side quest in Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a side mission for evil. 
yeah, I'm hyped. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah. Um. There's there's something that we recently learned. This came out of um, San Diego Comic Con, and one of the things that I think a lot of people were looking forward to finding out at this event was what happened to Donny Cates. Donny Cates had promised some answers to come out of that event. And we got them. We did get them. So we do have to wish Donny Cates a lot of uh, a lot of luck in his recovery because actually I want to set this up uh, a little differently. Tyler and I have had an ongoing debate, if you will, about why Donny Cates has been absent. Tyler has said it's because of, you know, the divorce and the business, kind of the aftershock thing going poorly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, knew my my gut was like, oh, he's not working on anything right now. There's nothing percolating. My answer is he's working on stuff, but, you know, it's it's coming. And as it turns out, we're both wrong. Because Donnie Cates was in a very, very bad car accident a horrific car accident and he actually told sal and the crew from comic pop um at san diego comic con he 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 gave them the scoop and told them to report it on their channel so this is what he said quote or this is what sal said quote we ran into donny cates on the floor of san diego comic con he came out from hiding and he asked us to mention on the show this piece of information to folks out there Donnie Cates apparently was involved in an automobile accident. He was severely injured. He has has actually the scars to prove it. He broke a bone near his ocular area and went through a severe period of rehabilitation and is now trying to essentially recover the pieces of his life. And so he doesn't remember the last at least six months. So we wish him a speedy recovery and all the best. And we hope that he gets the help he needs because he seems to be still in some sort of difficulty. He has been very vocal about the fact that he used to have a stutter. It's a little bit more pronounced nowadays, and it just made me feel for him. So we just wish that Donnie feels better and that things turn around for him. But he said, mention it on your show, that Donnie feels better, and or I'm sorry, and I'm like, all right, we'll do it. So he was severely injured, and now he's recovering and trying to pick up the pieces of his life. Also, he's divorced. That also occurred. Damn. Rough. Bleeding Cool got additional words from him. I was in the backseat of a car pulling off the highway when we were hit by a truck from behind, sending my head not just into the middle console, but also my open laptop. The result was shattered my my orbital socket, sliced my head open like a grape, and caused a not insignificant amount of bleeding on my brain. So yeah, for me, I was in a car heading to the airport, and then boom, kind of teleported to the hospital ER with no real idea what the hell had happened or who I was. Not my favorite thing that's happened this year, and it's been a weird year. But like the video says, I'm back on the men, and it's better every day. The good news is that I've had the opportunity to read my own books, and ha- and they have all been a surprise. Did you know Cosmic Ghost Rider is actually Frank Castle? Wild. At least he has a good sense of humor about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that's rough, dude. That's. He said, I've been relearning how to tie my own shoes and feed myself and all that boring crap. But I assure you, a little brain damage won't stop me from doing whatever it is that I seem to do that you all enjoy so much. Wow, that's crazy. 
uh i mean i'm I'm glad to hear that he's back on the mend he's recovering it still seems to be a long process and it will probably continue to be so but good that he's at least in good spirits yeah yeah and there is an image going around of his injuries and what he looks like and yeah i didn't want to put it on the stream yeah, yeah i'm glad you didn't do that um they are to look at um so if you're sensitive to seeing people with injuries you might not want to look for that um it looks bad it does yeah um i really really hope that he's able to bounce back from this like in life in general but also as a writer because that's how he feeds himself and his family um and you know we don't know what the future holds for donny cates um, we don't know how he's a different person. Sometimes people have these types of brain injuries and you sort of change. Yep. Um, maybe he doesn't want to do the same things he's done. You know, who knows? That's only that's something only Donnie can answer. But I truly hope that he's able to put the pieces of his life back together and bounce back stronger. Yeah, I don't know the yeah. guy personally, but that is a, a lot of stuff to happen in a year. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know about having a shitty year. Uh but this is next level, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hope it works out for him. And I think now we understand that Donny Cates really was going to be bringing the Ultimates back, bringing the Ultimate Universe back, because he was the one who uh, he, he got credited with such, or not credited with such, but he was thanked in the first issue of Ultimates Ultimate Invasion. There was a special thanks to Donny Cates. And the rumor back as far back as 2020, I think, was or maybe even 2019 was that Donnie was working on that, on bringing the Ultimate Universe back. Mm. So I wonder if what Hickman did was in some way inspired by what Cates had been working on. Or I guess I guess he wouldn't have taken it over necessarily. I don't know. But yeah. Interesting. Mm. A big, big what if for comics then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Well, uh, we've got another what if, but this one is in the DC film universe. Because I'm saying, what if James Gunn has lost his mind? Because Gal Gadot says that she is working with James Gunn and Peter Safran to develop Wonder Woman 3. Ooh. Gal Gadot's going to business for herself, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Quote, I love portraying Wonder Woman. It's so close to and dear to my heart. From what I heard from James and from Peter is that we're going to develop Wonder Woman 3 together. Uh, it's worth pointing out that this conversation took place before the strike. Uh, mm-hmm. It was an interview that was released like later on for a movie that um, for the Netflix movie Heart of Stone. Um, but that's what she said. Yeah. Give it to me. You don't like it? No, Tyler? Hell no. Honestly, I'm okay with putting Wonder Woman on ice for a bit. Um, we we just cast Hawkgirl, right? Um, yeah. Like, there are other big female DC characters we can, you know, have fill in those voids. It, it, Wonder Woman doesn't have a part in the movies, but I think it's like a Batman, Superman level history. Um, I think the character does, but not necessarily... The in in film, shit Harley is bigger. 
Um, hmm. But yeah, I don't. Uh, and I always found her Wonder Woman to be cold, honestly. So I'm not the biggest fan. I like her. But you I do. See her. I like Gal Gadot a lot. Um, but I'm over it. Hmm. I think both Wonder Woman movies were bad. I don't like the first one. I thought it was boring. Um, the second one is somehow worse. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 was one of the biggest disappointments I've had in 10 years in film because I really thought like, okay, first one was rough, but they're going to nail it this time around. We're out of that World War One era. I don't want to see movies in that era. Let's really like, let's, let's dig in. Hmm. And they didn't dig in. Cheetah was an abomination. How they did my girl Cheetah dirty. You're not into the Kristen Wiig? Real bad. No. Where is she? And even if I sad? was, <laughs> that that CGI fight between her and Wonder Woman oh. at the end of that movie was rough. Terrible. What about dude. the CGI fight at the end of the first movie? <laughs> rough. Well, I didn't like terrible. that one either. And in all scenarios, terrible, dude. I mean, uh, top lane. That, that, I'm impressed. It's top lane, right? Right there. Yeah. Okay. He says, uh, I might be alone on this, but Gal is not a good actress. I don't disagree. Hmm. I don't know if I disagree either. I don't think that that's I, this. This is going to get you know flack, but I don't think that's that big of a deal. I don't think that she was the problem with the movies that she's been in. Damn. I think she's been given a rough script every single time. Uh, all the way back in Batman vs Superman to now, I don't think they've let her really like say the things that feel like Wonder Woman would say. There were occasions where they nailed it, but by and large, she wasn't given much good to do. Um, I wouldn't have been opposed to her getting a, a proper at bat, but not with Patty Jenkins, yeah, and not like another war type of movie. And now that we've got a new regime, I want everyone gone. I don't want to go back to her if we're doing something new. That doesn't make sense to me, and it's another thing that's going to cause confusion. How can you have a third part of a movie where we just redid the whole fucking universe? You can't go backwards. Yeah, and I think that's been uh, that's the other piece of it is how connected do they want to make this to the new stuff that they're starting? And I like as much as. She's the only one that I'm okay with being a carryover uh, into the new universe that they're going to set up. Uh, less so for you know some of the other actors, but I think she's fine to carry over. I don't need them to cast a new Wonder Woman, or at the very least, if they're going to, then then put her put Wonder Woman on ice. Like then you really give me a good amount of time before you introduce another Wonder Woman. Otherwise, if if you're gonna go ahead and do this. I would prefer it be with Gal Gadot. I just, I just don't, I don't get it. And, and no, Dan, Gun, uh, Gun hasn't talked about it. Gun's not yeah. going to talk about anything that is not in this first chapter. And I think it was pretty explicit that Wonder Woman herself is not among these first, this first group of movies. This smells like a. Uh, Dwayne Johnson talking about Black Adam. Yeah, I was thinking about bringing that up too. Um, yeah. But 
Yeah. Not specifically the interview, but the fact that it's like, oh, the actor, you know, uh, petitioning for their character to be more prominent in this new era and stuff. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Viola Davis is carrying over. I imagine that uh, Margot Robbie will carry over. Mm. Uh, and, and, like, to be honest, I really would rather just a clean slate. But those two are, are both tremendous in their role. And I think that, especially in the case of Margot Robbie, is she not one of the biggest actors in Hollywood right now? Yep. You can't get rid of her. Yep. Gal Gadot is, is a movie star, but I don't know that people are really checking for her like that. And also, the last two Wonder Woman movies are just not good. So why bring that back? I think to redeem it, like you, you gotta, you gotta get the character back on uh, good terms with audiences. And I think, I think you're right that she hasn't been given the stuff to work with. She, she hasn't been set up for success. And with this regime coming in, I think there's a better chance of that now as opposed to um prior and i want to see them test her out like really give her the shot but how does that make sense if she if she if this is her third movie right and everything that's happened before has happened right then they're locked in on those things but it's a new universe don't make me think sean i don't know okay god that's why they need to stop doing this. The more people they say, yeah, they're carrying over, the more questions that it causes. Yeah. Yeah. That post-flash credit scene with uh, Aquaman, I was just like, oh. oh, that was terrible, dude. And I agree with Dan again. Amanda Waller is one thing. Wonder Woman is another. Uh, Amanda Waller is like a character who she matters, but she's not a focal point for us. She's not a POV. She's not somebody whose adventures mm. we're necessarily following. She mm. is a foil for whatever's going on in DC at the time. Whereas Wonder Woman is a very specific character, a specific actor whose adventures we are invested in. She's been our POV at least twice. Um, I think that matters. And I think that we shouldn't continue with that. But, you know, this is bad news to me. Sure. It also reeks of no, non-news to me as well. <laughs> you think that's uh, BS? I, I I think she's, you know, blowing smoke where there, there isn't a fire, honestly. But that's not a term of phrase. But you know what I mean. Yeah. And by the way, Henry Cavill just, just hated, right? Just Warner Brothers Discovery, just not loving this man. You, they, they, they toyed with his emotions by bringing him back for Black Adam. Then he got fired, but they'll bring back Gal Gadot and yeah. Ben Affleck in The Flash. But not, I don't think Henry, did Henry Cavill appear at all in The Flash? No, the Superman appear, appears in a news footage thing, but it, it's far enough away where he, it's not Cavill. You don't have to, yeah. They showed every other Superman. They got everybody in there. They Nick got Cage. The, they the TV guy. They got Nick Cave. He yeah. was never even Superman. They, they, they got Christopher Reeves. In fucking uh, C AI CGI, but they couldn't get Henry Cavill, a living person, just to stand there. They got, this dude is hated. They got Christopher Reeves looking like uh, 2001 Pixar. Like, <laughs> who did who's whose bag did he shit in? I don't know. Who did he who did he Randy Orton? 
because Randy Orton used to shit in people's bags. So who did he do that to? That doesn't even seem like that kind of guy, you know? He seems like kind of a nerd, honestly. I thought so, but I mean, some you know, some nerds are, are obnoxious and annoying, and and I'm not excluding myself from that. Maybe he's <laughs> obnoxious and annoying, and people just don't want to be around him because then then things go south on The Witcher as well. No, he just yeah. had to uh, book something else. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. conflict, right? It's a conflict. Yeah. The uh, uh, top lane says the actress who played Mary Marvel. Oh, I would like to see her get a shot as Wonder Woman. Ooh. She definitely looks the part. Huh. I don't know. I didn't see that second movie. So. That's Me pretty neither. good. Don't lie. Me personally. No, All right. Here we go. Me personally, I really want to see um, Wonder Woman's harder edge. Mm. But I want to see that tempered by a great love for humanity and a kindness. Yeah. I think that's doable. And I want them to lean into that. And I hope that James Gunn understands the essence of wonder woman i kind of want uh the azarella cliff chang version of wonder woman like let let yeah. that be the the mystical fantasy side yeah. of the dc universe and like she still has those those core characteristics you know like a actual caring person uh and compassion and stuff but like have it be your i don't know like percy jackson sort of thing going on <laughs> what MJ in the chat says, is changing hierarchy at MCU the only way to bring back the old MCU? Now, I don't know if that was intended to be a joke or not, but it got me because the hierarchy of the MCU would only change if we brought in Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be a part of it. And clearly, he wasn't able to change. Well, the hierarchy at DC did change. It just changed without him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, Dwayne did say this week that... uh. Uh, Black Adam went wrong. Things went left because the leadership changed, which is a very convenient excuse yeah. to be able to make. Do you say I'm not mad? It's <laughs> <laughs> nah, fine. I'm mad. <laughs> oh man, Black Adam or The Rock? Funny guy. Uh, I think it's draft time. I think it's draft time. Ooh, yeah. And we hit the goal. Let's go. We didn't we hit did. thirty. I feel like we should have been able to hit 30. I, I don't I don't know uh, what's happening in the chat right now. I don't know what's going on with our live listeners, but uh, 30 should have been doable. But we did hit my initial goal of 25. So we will absolutely do a draft. And I thought in honor of the end of Secret Invasion, which ended with a big old CG Super Scroll battle, Ugh. that we could draft our own super scrolls. So we're going to draft a perfect super scroll and I'm see out. which one can win. Now, here are the rules. This will be a little bit different. So super scroll is a character, the first one anyway, has the powers of the Fantastic Four. So four powers. What? And we're going to do that. We're going to follow suit. Only four powers. And not the whole character, just an aspect. So you can't pick, for example, Wolverine and say, uh, this is a bad example because the claws are not his um, power. Well, I guess they kind of are. The claws anyway. are his power. Yeah. The skeleton isn't. Yeah. Right. You can't pick claws and, and rejuvenation, you know, his healing factor. You get oh. one power 
per character. So you will end up with four powers from four different characters. So like technically I could do Spider-Man, Spidey Sense, but then I can't also give him this proportional strength of a spider. Correct. Okay. Cool. Everybody on board. Yes. All right. Yes. So you guys know the drill. You got, do you I have a uh, fantastic four dice? Uh, I don't. I need to get some. That sucks, man. <laughs> I wish I did. But I do have my uh, handy-dandy X-Men dice, which I will use for this draft. Uh, here we go. So what we're doing uh, right now is we're, we're, we're Mr. Sinister coming up with Chimeras, essentially. Yeah, you got that shit right. Whoa. So I got my Avengers dice. I'm going to roll for myself first. I will switch up the order this time around. I rolled a seven. Ooh, okay. I will roll for Tyler now. Four. Ten. Oh, let's go, Tyler. The A is a uh, is a six, so that's a ten. Nice. And now Marco. A ten. Oh, rollies. We got to do rollies. So I will now Fight roll. To the death. I'll roll for Tyler. An 11. Oh, damn. Tyler I'll roll won. for Marco. A nine. So Finally, it'll be Tyler, then Marco, then myself. Happened. See, you thought they were rigged. Must, hey, maybe, rigged. maybe it's Kel's presence. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So take it away, Tyler. Right off the bat, and maybe the, the, the image that I have here is a little bit of a indicator about what, what I'm going for here. But I'm going to go with Black Bolt's supersonic screaming power. Okay. Nice. That all, well, that also means you... you okay, yeah, that's fine. Yep. I'm going to go with Magic's Magic. What does that mean? <laughs> That's a, like such her. an obtuse one, I feel. She has magic powers, right? You want the teleportation? Do you want the sword wield the wielding? I want powers? the sword wieldy. I'm a little bit sword. iffy on magic just because I don't know what I don't know what's her mutant power versus what she got out of being trapped in limbo and all that. Yeah, okay. and also okay. her soul sword. I think we kind of have to eliminate items causing something yeah like okay. dr strange would not be valid for this for example. which he okay. was in secret invasion i don't dis i agree i don't i disagree with that yeah <laughs> but yeah. yeah so then in that case uh give me uh give me ice man's ice powers okay okay i am going to say you go twice gene gray's telepathy oh i go twice okay yeah okay uh, and I'm also yeah. going to choose Jean Grey's dies. <laughs> <laughs> Can't choose the same character twice. Um, I'm going to choose the Hulk's uh, power, like his his strength. Strength, yeah, okay. the strength of the Hulk. And then I'm gonna pick uh, Cyclops lasers his eyes force okay. beams they're force beams god oh my god <laughs> pew pew <laughs> all right so i go twice right so all right i'm gonna go with cannonballs cannon projectile power 
<laughs> and the unstoppable nature of the juggernaut. Nope. That comes from the Sidorak jump. Actually, no. Cannibal has that built into his power set with the. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. So that's already in there. Yeah. Um, all right. Give me. Huh. We Professor X's telepathy. Okay. Um. All right, Cannonball, Professor X, and Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's unlimited propulsion is what Cannonball's power is. Then I'll take. So Marco goes twice. No, no. no okay. Only nobody. The person in the middle never goes twice in a row. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna choose in that case. Damn, I'm trying to look for like what I got. <laughs> uh, you know what? I said it earlier. Give me Spider-Man Spidey senses. There you go. So uh, I, have, I have ice. What? What are my no. things right now? You have Ice Man, you have Cyclops, and you have Spider-Man Spider Sense. Okay. Uh, Harris, uh, Juggernaut's not immune, so yeah, he has no mutant power. Yeah. Yeah. Um this is this is where it gets a little bit tricky. I'm gonna go with Yeah, yeah, I'll go with Wolverine's healing factor. Or yeah, Wolverine's healing factor. Okay. You go twice, Sean. So Okay. Thank you. Oh, so I'm, I'm I'm banging it out right now. Um I will go with Uh, oh shit. Who's this fucking? <laughs> What's his name? Oh my god, is it Prodigy? No, the the mutant that. It's it's not Prodigy. The the, the black the black dude from X Men First Class whose ability is Darwin. Like, Darwin, yes. Darwin. Didn't Darwin's really ability well from there. Survivability. Yeah, survivability. Ultimate survivability. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, Classy says, I'm taking Chad Paul's power, his Riz. (laughs) (laughs) That as a power set is just Star Fox, and that is very problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For my last one, I'm going to take Deadpool's Insanity. Not a power. Mm, Okay. In that case. It's a a writing trope. Uh, in that case, I'm going to take. Well, no, because can I give you a suggestion? If you were like Deadpool's insanity, I can give you one that's sort of like an actual power. Is there? Gwenpool's fourth wall breaking is her mutant power. Oh, I want that one. Yeah, I don't know. That was her power. That's cool. Yeah, she can. She can travel through the comic book gutters. That's rad. Okay, I take that. That's my last one. Okay, so my last one is going to be Sebastian Shaw's energy absorption mm. powers. That's good. I'm going for human bullet is what I'm going for. Yeah, you're literally a freaking bullet, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and you're screaming all along the way. Yeah, you're like, I'm um, a bullet gathering energy and just exploding on people. Yeah, you're like Banshee, like Banshee's full potential. I was, I'm going for like an Oppenheimer scroll. Is what I'm doing. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm picking something that just obliterates anything nearby. All right, so we have this is these are our super scrolls. So Marco's super scroll has Iceman's mutation, 
Cyclops's mutation, Spider-Man's spider sense, and Gwenpool's fourth wall breaking. Yeah, which is a mutation. With mutation, yeah. yes. Uh, I have Jean Grey's telepathy mutation, the Hulk's power, Wolverine's, like, as in strength, uh, Wolverine's rejuvenation, and Darwin's survivability. Mm. And Tyler has, sorry? You're going to be hard to kill. Yes, that's the idea. Uh, I'm unkillable, I'm super strong, and I have telepathy. Whereas you, Tyler, have... uh, the ability to just shatter things with your voice, hypersonic voice, uh, cannonballs, propulsion, Professor X's telepathy mutation, and Shaw's energy absorption uh, mutation. Yeah, I'm just trying to get out the way. You're dead, Mark. <laughs> no, Marco just jumps in the gutters and he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're absolutely dead. Um, but chat. It's up to you, really, who wins. Man, if only we had art art powers ourselves. Because <laughs> one of them, was... my favorite things about Super Scrolls is like seeing what it looks like with those powers, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I do I just love that. My Super Scroll has mutton chops from Shaw. <laughs> he's got the mutton chops. He's got uh, the, the, the flaming tuchus from Cannonball, the fork, and uh, uh, what was my other power set? Uh, oh, oh, Professor uh, X. Uh, yeah. He's bald. Wow. No, he's, he has the helmet. helmet. He's bald with mutton chops. Yeah. That's good. He's like the lead singer of Motion City Soundtrack. <laughs> no, he has hair. He's yeah. bald now? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been a while. So. Oh, okay. Um, Sean wins. Uh, I'm going to pull it right now. Overlapped with Darwin and Wolverine. I disagree. I think so, but I wanted ultimate survivability. Like, I wanted... Complete unkillability. Um, and also, you know, there are some ways Wolverine can be stopped, and Darwin says no to that. Who had the best super scroll? Let us know what you guys think. Um, of course, the pals will refrain from voting. Um <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, you voted? No, I tried to from the fucking stream labs, but it's like you can't do this from the stream labs. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> Get those votes in as we uh, as we close things out. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a lot going on in our neck of the woods, and we want you to be a part of all of it. Tomorrow, we have the community event where we're going to be gathering, playing some games, hanging out, shooting the breeze from about one to three ish p.m. Eastern Central or Eastern Standard Time. Um, so if you're so inclined, if you've got some free time on Sunday and you want to chill, it'll be a lot of fun. That's a pal's guarantee. We'll be uh, around. We'll be hanging. Yep. Uh, tonight, if you're going to be watching SummerSlam, I at least will be there. We can chat. We can shoot the breeze on Discord, uh, send messages about the event. If we're enjoying it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, next week, we have Heather Antos joining the show. Fingers crossed that she can actually make it. We will uh, we will know, I assume, within the next couple of days. Um, but if that does happen, that'll be a lot of fun. And you can tune in for that at 10.15 a.m. Eastern next Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Pools. The best way to support the boys, support your boys, is patreon.com slash thecomicspals, where we are always giving you more bang for your buck. 
We have a lot of cool stuff up over there. A lot of people seem to be enjoying Tyler's new 52 ranking. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. So if you're into that, check that out. You can get access to that at our lowest tier. So yeah. um, that's our newsletter tier. We've got a lot of cool stuff there. Every week there's there's a new newsletter going up. Um, and that's just for showing $3 worth of support. So we appreciate everybody who hits us at any level. Um, like the video if you like it. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. All those things help. There, That's the free way to support. And we appreciate and love everybody who supports us on any level. So thank you for doing that. Um, join our Discord server. Love the interaction and, and, and chats over there. It's always a great time. Um, and uh, let's get the poll result. Let's see what we got. Nine votes. 56% to Sean. Oops. 11% hey. me. And 33% Tyler. Sean, you've won. I'll take I like it. these numbers. They're, it's showing on, on Streamlabs. It's 11, 33, and 55. These are... <laughs> My ADHD <laughs> likes this. Ninety—that—that's ninety-nine percent. It's it's it it's point up. something. Yeah, it never fully adds up with three. Yeah, I don't know why. Because numbers in math, Marco. That's why. <laughs> no, <but you> just <laughs> like, add, like magnets. Just add, how do they work? I don't know. Just add one of the B twelve, and you're you're good. Every time we do a draft, I feel like Legatus Vaith always has a really good one. Sue Storm, Emma Frost, Magneto, and Exodus. That's pretty good. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That is a good one. What is Exodus' oh, mutant, mutant ability? Simping? <laughs> Oops. Well, we're not on Twitch. I'm fine. <laughs> is that a bad word over there? I think it yeah. is on Twitch, yeah. Still, right? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, plugs. Marco, you're up. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Comics Pals. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or X, threads, all the things, at Mr. Marco Enomoto. Come talk to me about silly stuff. Did you get I that like Blue Sky invite, silliest. Marco? Nah, I'm not interested, dude. It's, it's just another platform, another app for me to download that I'm not going to use. So, um, I was going to say uh, my last... Uh, the last SummerSlam I'm going to get is going to be Big Wheel versus Ghost Rider in a race to the death match. That's, a, that's just a race. Well, I like that. Tyler? Uh, you can follow me at the Tyler Olson on Instagram, Twitter, threads. Oh, wait, Twitter's not a thing. You know what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, follow us on TikTok. TikTok's fun. Um, Talk to me about Baldur's Gate. That was a lot of fun. I'm having fun with that. I'm going to play with that uh, a little bit later. Um, or or uh, talk to me about the movie Mamma Mia. I went to a Mamma Mia sing-along screening the other day. You um, really? Great movie. I love Mamma Mia. One of my favorites. Uh, if you have a favorite ABBA song, let me know. But, yeah. Uh, as for me... <laughs> I feel like I am... threw you off on that one, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I am on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter formerly known as X, or X formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram at Sean Soapbox. I'm watching SummerSlam. I'll talk about it on Discord. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been a fantastic show. Appreciate everybody that tuned in live. Appreciate everybody that's tuning in at any time. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us. <clears throat> Sorry. Until next time, we love you. We thank you. We're the Comics Pals signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week. <laughs>